capital. It's a great cash flowing product if you want to get into mobile home parks. Hello and welcome to Pillars of Wealth Creation, where we talk about creating financial success with a special focus on business and real estate. I'm your host, Todd Dexheimer. Now, let's get to it. Hello, welcome back to Pillars of Wealth Creation. I'm your host, Todd Dexheimer. With me, we got Matt Jones, as always, on these Wednesdays. Matt, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. How about you, Todd? I'm doing excellent, man. You are coming from sunny Madison, Wisconsin, right? Yes, indeed. Just moved, uh, getting set up here. Got my office set up for the most part, but uh, got more work to do, certainly. Yeah. So your wife took a job in Madison. Now you're living in uh, Madison, Wisconsin. So anybody that's you know in the Madison area, reach out to Matt. Sure, he'd love to connect. Um, you know, you're just uh man, it's just a totally different world there, way over in Wisconsin. So I'm sure it's just uh it's shocking for you. So sunny and warm, and um man, the winters are gonna be mild. It's just it, you're not gonna know what to do with yourself. I know, I know. I I'll be like snow. I don't what is snow? I don't even know what yeah. that is anymore. <laughs> I think you'll still probably get yeah. the pretty good amount of snow. Um well, cool, man. So Move went well. That's good. Um, well, any anything new or let's, we can jump in? Uh, let's just jump right in. Let's jump in. So what are we going to hit on today? We're going to be talking about mobile home parks. Awesome. So mobile home parks. So we've been hitting our series, right? And we've talked about a lot of different things. So go back if you haven't listened to them all. Uh, but we've talked about multifamily, really small multifamily, large multifamily, uh, single family uh, we covered retail. We covered office. Uh, we had a blast covering office. It's a, a booming industry right now. Uh, and then uh, today, mobile home. Did I miss anything? Ah, uh, geez. You know, I think that's I, I it, right? I, I think it's it. Yeah, it's hard. People sometimes at meetups ask me, like, did we, oh, call, did yeah, we cover self storage? Uh, yeah, we did. We talked about we did cover. That's that's the one I was missing. So self storage too. So, you know, to go back, uh, take a listen to those. We do these uh, on Wednesdays, although we missed a few because of uh, travel, both of our schedules and stuff. But, um, but yeah, if you want to learn anything about those different kind of sectors, the cool thing is with with real estate and with, with a lot of different things. But uh, you know, so many people say they're real estate investors. Well. There's so many different ways you can make money. And I get that question, Matt, a lot is, oh, what's the best, what's the best thing for me to do? You know, flip houses, wholesale houses, buy single families and rent them out, Airbnb. Should I do that? Should I buy a big multifamily office, industrial, where, you know, warehouse, uh, you know, mobile home park, self-storage? Uh, and there's so many different things even within that note buying. I mean, there's so many ways you can make money in this industry and do well. Uh, there's really no magic answer, but that's, so that's why we're covering them all. And we'll, we'll talk about, and I know more about some than others. So the full, full disclosure and disclaimer there, but um, and same with you, Matt, we're, we're both multifamily guys and, and that's what we know. That's our bread and butter. But um, I'm, I know enough to be, I think, dangerous, uh, in, in the other ones, maybe not dangerous, but at least semi-educated, right? So, so where I can talk about it and not, not be a fool. So, um, so mobile homes, let's dive in, Matt, do you, have, have you bought any mobile home parks? Do you, do you, have you 
studied them? What do you think about them? I, I have not bought any. I have studied them. I one of the chapters in my book, uh, book about real estate, covers mobile home parks. But uh, and I know people who do and do so successfully. So I, I think it's a great asset class. Um, and you're right about there's so many different ways of investing. Uh, my advice is like pick one or maybe two at the most, and just focus all your efforts on on that. Versus if you try to no, do all think, the asset classes, I think you're right. Yeah. With the pick one, not two, especially if you're just beginning. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right. The only way for you to be successful is to pick one and to really, really focus on that one. And if you want to pick up more, very cautiously, slowly pick up more. Um, but yeah, just just do one thing and be really good at it. And and you know, so we've I've done more, I've done lots of different things. I have purchased uh mobile homes, but my advice is if you're going to venture into a different kind of sector of real estate, make sure you're partnering with the right people. Um, that's really key. And that's what we've done recently with a retail deal we purchased, with a industrial deal we purchased, is partnered uh, with people that have a, a large amount of experience in those. And yeah, we're giving up some ownership. That's certainly the case. But we're for that giving up of ownership, we're gaining a great amount of experience, and we think it's worth every single uh, penny lost there. Yes, indeed. And uh, I know, like mobile homes, you know, people who invest in them really love them uh, because they're they're very profitable, uh, recession resistant. I mean, they did better in the last recession than multifamily did even. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and mobile homes is essentially another. Um, type of multifamily or housing, right? But it's but it's different. It comes uh, there. There's a lot of differences, um, and we can kind of hit on those. So, so first, uh, you know, the the strategy that you have with mobile homes is similar or can be similar to multifamily. Um, it can be similar to single family, and it can have many differences as well. So like the one mobile home park that I purchased, I purchased it in South Carolina. I purchased it. It was foreclosure um, or receivership, same, same type of thing. But it <clears throat> that asset purchased, ended up purchasing it for I mean, pennies on the dollar, purchased for $50,000 before I even closed on it. So we were going to purchase it. And it was a small, you know, it was, what was it? Six, no, 20, 20 pads, I think. Uh, most of the mobile homes were just in such poor condition that they, they were inhabitable. Uh, it also had a, two duplexes on it, if I can't recall right. So I might be off of my numbers. I can't remember exactly. But either way, this thing was a disaster. Uh, when I when I bought it, so my brother lives in South Carolina and, and close to the area, and that's how we found out about it. And when I purchased it with... Um, my brother says, bring a shovel and just kind of wave it in front of you as you walk. And I'm like, okay, why do you want me to that? That kind of seems weird. He's like, oh yeah, just in case there's snakes and you don't want to poison a snake to bite you. I'm like, crap. So that was my first experience walking that property was with a shovel, hoping that I didn't get a snake biting me in the ankle. Um <laughs> that's exciting uh, but, but uh long story short uh we ended up selling it 
uh, wholesaling it. So you can wholesale mobile home parks, just like any kind of real estate, uh, purchased it, did nothing to it and sold it within probably two, three weeks later, uh, bought it for, like I said, 50, I think it was 50 or 54 or something like that. Sold it for right around 150, um, and just got out of it. But the company that bought it, they ended up renovating, they brought in new trailers, uh, they leased and they started to lease it out and they still own it as far as I know today and uh, are, are getting great cash flow from it. I mean, they bought it for 150. I'm sure they're getting an amazing cash flow. So it's a great cash flowing product if you want to get into mobile home parks. Yep, I agree. And um, and, and the quality certainly varies out there. I, 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 <laughs> yeah, there's A-class, brand new, like, yeah. like perfectly renovated and, and everything versus like all the way down to D-class, like, oh my God, there's poisonous snakes jumping out all over the place at me. Yeah, for sure. It's just, again, it's just like multifamily and, and it's, you know, you don't think of mobile homes as as a class. Now it's a different a class. Certainly it's not a mobile home park is not going to be your, you know, million dollar mobile home mansions, right? It, it's still a mobile home, but it's great area. Think of uh, the other thing too, Matt is, um, it can be retirement community, a 55 plus type community too. So down in Florida, I'm sure the same thing in Arizona and some of these other places where retirement people like to like to go to, uh, they have communities that are specifically for them. They're very nice mobile homes. Um, and so they attract a fairly uh, affluent person into into the mobile home park. Now, again, it's not going to be your multi multi millionaire likely, but still pretty pretty affluent people that'll go into those. And these are nice mobile homes. The park is wet, very well put together. Um, and then, like you said, there's also that uh, kind of older park that just is run down that. You know, um, kind of what a lot of people think of, especially in, in up north as far as the trailer park, um, just just not very high class um, tenant. But the one thing, even for those types of parks, and not necessarily the D class, I, I don't, but but the C class, you're, you're kind of mobile home park uh, where... These people are lower to moderate income. What I've kind of gathered, and I and I don't have the experience other than people I've interviewed on this podcast and talked to outside of the podcast, is <clears throat> these are people that want to own a home. And this is kind of their first starter home, or and maybe their last home that they're going to buy. Um, but they really have pride of ownership. And so they might be lower income. But they own their own home. They they take pride over ownership. This is their place that they want to be and live in, and they enjoy being there. Um, and and they're they're not a renter, so to speak. They own their home and they rent the dirt, so they're renting the pad, um, and that's a big difference too. 
Yeah, and uh, you know the strategy certainly varies with how you do it. You can also own some of the mobile homes and then rent out mm -hmm. the the house and the pad together. But yep. uh, renting just the pad itself, I think, is, in my mind, is better because then mm -hmm. uh, you know the the person takes better care of the the property. You know, and mm -hmm. um, the cost of like moving it is uh, really inhibitive for a lot of people as well. So right. they're more likely to stay. Right. Yeah. So, so that's a, a good distinction, Matt. So there's two types of parks and you might have both of this within, but like you just mentioned, you have the the park that the, uh, the owner owns everything, right? So the landlord owns the dirt, owns the mobile homes, you know, owns everything. Okay. And then you have the park where the owner, the, the, the landlord doesn't own anything um, other than the dirt, the pads, you know, that, that type of stuff, but they don't own any of the, any of the mobile homes. Um, and then there's the, the, there's certainly the mix, right? And a lot of times what there's a good opportunity um, in is that you're buying a park that a lot of the people are renting or maybe all of them are renting. And then you start to sell these mobile homes to people that want to own. And a lot of times you're selling them on a contract for deed or lease option opportunity to the current renter there. And so now they're paying you, not only are they paying you a mortgage payment, but they're also paying you a monthly rent for the pad that their, their mobile home is on. So you're, you're getting both and you're getting that pride of ownership and a tenant and a, and a tenant that's a sticky tenant, right? Like you mentioned, Matt, it's expensive to move your mobile home. A lot of them might not be even structurally set up to move it. You know, you have a fragile, a little bit more fragile of a building. It's great in the spot it's in, but you start moving that thing and things are going to break and crack and yeah, you're nervous about that, right? So you're just going to leave it there. Yep. And I also know of mobile home park operators who even have some spaces for like RVs or ice house storage as well. Mm. Yeah. And so that's probably another thing we can cover a different week is the RV parks. But yeah, within the mobile home community, you might have either a section or, you know, extra space where that that's exactly what you just, just alluded to is, you know, RV rental, more of a shorter term or, you know, a storage facility on site that you can not only rent to the current tenants, but to the community at large too. And I know a lot of RV, or I'm sorry, uh, these uh, mobile home parks are owned and operated by mom and pop shops, you know, so they're, they've been owning it for decades and, and just running it their own way. And so perhaps it's not the most efficient and the rents are, yep. are undervalued and, um, and so what you have to do as a buyer is build relationships with these people. And it might even take years before they're willing to sell to you as well. Um, but uh, fostering these relationships over time, and then you can get phenomenal deals on these places that you can easily just right. up the rent and, and uh, renovate some of the, the minor things and, and really make it much more profitable. Yeah. And so that's that's a, a benefit when we look at, it's a benefit, it's a negative when you look at real estate. And so one of the, one of the benefits about what you just said is that it's not institutionalized nearly as much as a lot of other asset classes. Now, by that, what, what I mean is these big publicly traded 
REITs and even privately traded REITs, but these big companies that have thousands and thousands and thousands of doors or paths, it's not controlled nearly as much by that. And a lot of the real estate industry is. So if you look at office and retail and industrial and multifamily, a lot of that is controlled by the big players. Okay. Uh, and so it's hard to find the mom and pa. And the mom and pa typically has the most meat on the bone, right? They just maybe own one or two and just haven't done the things that systematize it and make it more profitable. And they're nervous to raise rents. They don't want to raise rents because, you know, Betty's been there for 15 years, 20 years. And so they don't want to raise rents on poor old Betty. Now, what I found is when we buy those, Betty is like, I'm expecting you to raise rents. I've been waiting for this day for the last 12 years, but I've been paying it and I'm not going to keep my mouth shut. <laughs> we have gotten tenants. Um, we've inherited you know, people that I can remember one building, this was an apartment building purchased in uh, 2015, I believe. And the guy, we had three guys that were living there and they were each paying 375 to 400 a unit. Okay. We ended up raising rents on them to like 750 a unit, which was still cheap. They were still way under market value. And one of the guys is like, ah, bummer. I've been waiting for this day to happen. I kind of figured it was going to happen sooner than later, especially when I heard you were buying it. But he's like, yeah, I'm going to stay. There's nowhere else for me to go. He just knew it. And so a lot of times these people know it. And especially if you're going to raise rents and be still one of the cheapest in the market, if you're just bringing it up to market value, that's it. I mean, they expect to pay, you know, three bucks for uh, a, you know, 12 pack of eggs. They're not mad at the grocery store for raising their egg price, or maybe they are, but they're going to still pay it, right? They're going to still pay the rent if there's nowhere else to go, especially if you're under market value. Exactly. I mean, because if they move, they pay the cost of moving their mobile home and go to a different place. So they're going to pay market rate yeah. at this new place anyway. So yeah. Uh, yep. Yeah. As long as, you know, like I said, as long as it's market or below market, you're just fine. Provide some value too. That's the other thing. That's the other thing. And in multifamily, that's what we like to do. We want to provide value, right? We're looking at raising a bunch of retail uh, rents right now in the retail place. And we're trying to provide value to the tenants. We're trying to make sure we have a, a lot of improvement on the, on the property before we go do it. Um, then people are more understanding. They're not understanding when you just jack the rents for no reason, right? And, and especially if it's over market. Um, but here I, I wanted to, so I, I mentioned some of the benefits, um, of buying for mom pause and not having a sector that's dominated by the institutions. But one of the negatives, this is also a positive, right? So the positive is of, of this that I'm just about to mention is that you're buying it for a cheaper cap rate, meaning you can maybe buy this building for a seven cap, eight cap even, or asset for seven or eight cap, but you're going to sell it in the future for a seven or eight cap. It's harder to sell because there's less sophisticated buyers. So just because you have all these systems and processes in place doesn't mean that means it's an amazing thing and that somebody else is willing to pay you the premium for it. So... <clears throat> Now, what I would say is, so that's a negative, right? Because 
Matt, if I increase the value a bunch, my NOI goes up. If I'm selling to non-sophisticated people, that's my buyer market. They don't see that as much. They don't care about that as much. And they're not willing to pay a five cap when everybody else is selling for a seven cap. Like that's just how it is. So you're, you're just kind of are what you, you know, you got what you got. That's it. Now what's good about mobile homes is I would say it's becoming more and more institutionalized. So if you buy today at a seven cap, there is a good chance in the future that seven cap might turn into a six and a half or a six or a five and a half because it's becoming more and more institutionalized. And if the institutional, um, you know, kind of gap starts to, starts to tighten, you're going to be able to sell it for a, a better cap rate than what you bought it for. Now, that's, of course, something you can't predict how it's going to unfold, but it is a potential benefit in the future for you. Yeah, something you certainly don't underwrite to be the future uh, exit plan with multifamily, unless you're foolish. But uh, well, I don't. I don't think you do it with anything, though, Matt. Unless you're foolish, I don't think you do it with mobile home parks either. Unless you're foolish, but you, th there's, I think, a nice chance. There's a good chance, especially if you're buying institutional grade or something that can become institutional grade. So, large park, growing city, good city. Um, you know, not run down or you can make it so it's not run down. Those are the types of things that, you know, the REITs are looking for. And if you can do that, if you can buy those from a ma and pa, you probably have a good opportunity to sell it at a better cap than what you bought it for. But I wouldn't underwrite it like that. I would just underwrite it as, hey, today's market's a seven cap. I'm going to exit at a seven and a half cap. But hopefully we exit a six and a half cap or a six cap. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's fair. And I guess another thing about this uh, being cash flow heavy is that you have more cushion during a recession, uh, much more so than many other types of assets. Yep. Well, and it's it's again, it's lower income, uh, which can can be good um, because they really it's 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 kind of they don't have anywhere else to go, but it can also be bad in a recession because just because they don't have anywhere else to go doesn't mean they're willing to pay rent or able to pay rent is probably the, the, the right word to say. So if a recession happens, you are dealing with a lot of service-based uh, people that tend to get let go or hours cut during a recessionary time. And so they're not going anywhere. They don't want to go anywhere. They don't want to get foreclosed on. They don't want to lose their home. But can they pay you? And that is, I think, both a benefit and a risk that you have to look at with, with the mobile homes, um, depending on the area you're in. Yeah, and that's certainly reasonable. I know uh, also with mobile homes, it's a lot cheaper to develop a space for it than it is for multifamily or anything else. Well, a lot cheaper to develop but it's really hard to develop, Matt, which is also a benefit, by the way, to a current, to an existing owner. Very few mobile home parks are getting developed right now. Very few. Most cities don't want them mm -hmm. and, and don't approve them. Now, what is getting approved and still to a very small extent is tiny home 
kind of parks basically is essentially a mobile home park. It's just a tiny home. And so it looks a little bit different. Um, those are a little more acceptable uh, for some reason than a mobile home. It's just because it doesn't have the na same name. Yeah. It's the same thing, right? Um, I mean, tiny homes are sort of fancier versions of mobile homes, I suppose. Yeah, I, I suppose um, it's a it's a it's a shed that looks like a <laughs> like yeah. a house. Uh, but so that that I would say is kind of your your bigger competition uh, as far as development. But it, it just does. You're right. It's it's inexpensive to develop, especially um, you know if you're gonna you can you can develop just the pad and just the land and, and you can move in a few mobile homes and sell those. And as people start to, you can have a model mobile home or tiny home, same type of thing. And, and as somebody says, yep, I want to buy one. Now you order one in and you get that delivered and then they move in. So you don't have these big upfront development costs um, with a mobile home park, but again, very hard to build, which is a benefit. Um, and of course a negative, if you're wanting to develop. Mm -hmm. And I know somebody who, you know, invests in mobile homes and they became, or they got registered as a mobile home wholesaler, just so they could buy their own property, you know, buildings at wholesale price versus retail that they mm. then rent That's out. That's a great idea. Yeah. And so they, they buy them at a discount and they will go turn around and sell them at a uh, retail. Um, yeah. Or, yeah sell, sell them or, or rent them out. Yeah. Or depending. rent them out. Yeah. I, that That's obviously a, a, a big benefit if if you're you know doing this with scale you can certainly save some cost and you know if any anytime you're buying a bulk order of anything you're going to get a better price mm -hmm. exactly so yeah um again just an, another kind of multifamily spin but i think it's a it's a great market um to get into if um you know if 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 you've got a well-located park. Oh, you know what, Matt? The other thing I wanted to mention is the property management. That is probably a critical item that a lot of people don't really think through and maybe a potential um, you know, headache or thing that is going to stop you from being successful is there's not a lot of third-party management companies that are managing mobile home parks. And so you're likely going to be managing them in-house and a lot of times what I hear from uh, those who have been on my podcast is that they've got somebody that lives at the mobile home park that is their on-site manager and they're giving them free lot rent, free lot rent plus a salary, whatever it might be. And same thing with the maintenance person. That's usually a resident that's living there. That's a handyman type person that, again, either free lot rent or free lot rent plus a salary. And those are the people that take care of it. So, you know, it's a, it's a benefit if they're living there, certainly, but it's also a negative to where well, we have to have trustworthy people that are living there. Um, and and we likely aren't hiring a third-party property management company. Now, there are some out there, depends on the market you're in. And I would imagine, Matt, and like, you know, Southern Florida, where you've got a lot of mobile homes and a lot of tire retirement communities, there's probably more options for you out there. Uh, I, I I don't know. I'm just guessing. Um, but, you know, especially in like Minnesota, um, you know, Northern states where mobile homes are just not nearly as popular, there's just no options. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. So overall, I think it, it's a great asset class. I have no problem with investing in it. I just haven't myself yet. Um, but, uh, uh, you know, if you're looking to get into it, re- do a lot of research and partner with people who are already experienced in the field. Yeah. Let's go buy a bunch of mobile homes. I'm excited. I want to, I want to buy and there's so many positives about it and just not that many negatives. So let's, let's go, let's go take a bunch down. Sounds great. All right, man. You have a fantastic rest of the day. Make every day Saturday. Thanks. You too. Hey, thanks so much for listening. I appreciate you being a loyal listener. Say, I would love to have you go on to our Facebook page and subscribe. Uh, give us a thumbs up. Go on to iTunes or wherever you listen and give us a rating and review. Don't forget to subscribe. Your rating review just helps us push this out to more and more people and continue to grow our audience and hopefully positively affect a ton of people out there that really need this and and want this. So uh, the other thing I've got for you is a free ebook on my website. So go on to VentureDProperties.com, VentureDProperties.com and download our free ebook on real estate and on syndication. And I've got some data points in there, some really good stuff for you. So I'd love to have you take a look at that. It's free. I'm not expecting anything from it. Uh, and, and also, look, if you want some help in multifamily, want some help learning, growing, getting your business off the ground, I would love to talk to you about what it would look like uh, to work with me potentially and see if that's a good fit. So you can go to coachwithdex.com and check that out and uh, we can definitely have a, uh, a call. Thanks a lot for listening. You make it a fantastic rest of the day. I'll catch you on the next episode.